in one of the most dramatic episodes in all of Tanakh, Yehuda stands up for his vulnerable brother Binyamin, correcting a past mistake of not standing up sufficiently for Yosef. Yosef finally reveals his identity, taking his brothers by surprise. Yosef and his brother Binyamin embrace after 22 years apart. The Pasuk and Bereshit, Perak Memhei, Pasuk Yedalad 45.14, read, Vayipol al tzavurei Binyamin, achiv, vayefk, uvinyamin bacha al tzavarav. So he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. So Rashi makes an interesting comment. He says, So what was what was Yosef crying about? About the two temples that would eventually be in the section of Binyamin's allotment in the country of Israel that in the end would be destroyed. Uvinyamin Bacha and what was Binyamin crying about? Al Mishkan And Binyamin was crying about the Mishkan and Shiloh that would be in the territory of Yosef in the land of Israel and would also be destined for destruction. Rashi's comments are based on the Midrash Rabbah also quoted in Masechet Megillah on Tet Zion Amun Bet 16b. But they're somewhat difficult to understand. You know, Rashi famously states in Breshit Lamad Gimel, Chaf, Vanili Yashev Pshuto Ushma'o Shamikrabati. I have come kind of only to establish the simple implication and meaning of the, uh, of the Torah, of the verse that he's dealing with. But here, it's very hard to understand what he is adding. And you want to ask the question, what movie is Rashi watching? What's the idea behind Rashi's comments? How do his comments help us understand the essential narrative here of what's going on between Yosef and uh, Benjamin and this embrace? So I'd like to take a step back and, and provide a little bit broader context for how we read the book of Bereshit in general. The book of Breshit, Genesis, is the story of humanity unfolding across the landscape of time. It begins with man, human society, and then focuses in on Avraham. We witness the emergence of an ethical way of life in stark contradistinction to the surrounding world. As the Rav, Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik, expressed it, Genesis is the creation of the world but also the creation of the Knesset Israel, of the community of the Jewish people. It's both stories. The Ramban famously highlights a concept expressed in the Midrash by our sages. The Ramban quotes it. It's from uh, Medrash Tanhuma Tet. The Ramban is from Parshat Lech Lecha, Perik Yud Bet, Pasuk Vav. It says, Komash Iral Avot Siman Labanim. All that occurs to the forefathers is indicative of what will occur to their children. And it's a difficult phrase to translate precisely, but it conveys that all that occurred to our forefathers is symbolic of the future for us. In the words of the Rav, 
It's the blueprint of Jewish history for all days. With this in mind, when our sages read these parshiot, they see more than the particular episode. The Haftorah, which accompanies the Parsha Vayigash, describes a prophecy of Yechezkel, Ezekiel. Starting in Yechezkel, Perak Lamed Zion, Pasuk Tet Zion, V'yatav ben Adam, and you, son of man, kach lecha eitz echad, take one stick, uchtov alav lihuda, v'livnei Yisrael chaveirav, and write upon it for Judah, for Yehuda, and the Jewish people, his fellows. Ulakach eitz echad, and take another stick, uchtov alav, and write upon it, liyosef, eitz Ephraim, for Joseph, the staff, or the stick of Ephraim. And all the Jewish people, all the house of Israel, his fellows. And bring them close to each other, one to the other. To you, into one stick. And they will become one in your hand. And when the members of the Jewish people, your, uh, your nation, uh, say to you, saying, Hello, tagidlanu, ma'elalach. Behold, t- uh, tell us what this, uh, what this is to you. Daber alehem, say to them, Ko'amar Adonai Elohim, thus says Hashem our God, Hine, behold, ani lokeach et eitz Yosef, asher biyad Ephraim. Behold, I uh, take the staff of Yosef, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of the Jewish people, his fellows, and I will give to you upon them at Eitz Yehuda, the staff of Yehuda, and I will make them into a single staff, and they will be one in my hand. And the staffs which you wrote upon them will be in your hand before their eyes. And say to them, so says Hashem, our God, Behold, I will take the Jewish people from among the nations that, uh, um, that they have gone there. And I will gather them uh, around. And I will bring them to their land. And I will make them into a single nation in the land, in the mountains of, the, uh, of, of Israel. And a single king will be for all of them a, uh, a king. And they will no longer be two different nations. And they will no longer be divided into two kingdoms anymore. The northern kingdom of Yosef and the ten tribes fell in 722 BCE. The southern kingdom of Yehuda and Binyamin fell in 586 BCE. The prophet Yechezkel is sharing a message of hope to the exiled Jews in Babel and Babylon that just like Yosef and Binyamin reunite in this week's Parsha, the kingdoms of Yosef and Binyamin will reunite in the future. 
That is why our sages chose this Haftarah from Yechezkel to accompany this particular Torah reading of Vayigash. When we read these parshiot in this context, we get a broader and deeper picture of the events. We start with creation, humanity, and then focus down into the emergence of the Jewish people. Rashi is indeed watching the same movie, but he's watching it with a different lens. He's read the book, seen the prequel, and the sequel. Why were Yosef and Binyamin crying over the destruction of the future temples at this moment? Because they understood that the strife between the brothers in their generation was a microcosm of the strife that would occur within the Jewish people for generations to come, ultimately resulting in the destruction of the temples and the people's exile. What can we learn from the story of Yosef and the brothers? Absolutely everything about the Jewish people, past, present, and future.